Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Xbox One. Microsoft launched the Xbox One in North America on November 22, 2013, and ushered in a new generation of Xbox consoles. However, the company made a lot of mistakes during the launch and all but guaranteed that the PS4 would be the console king. However, Microsoft would slowly start to repair its brand over the years as the company shifted the focus of the Xbox One from an entertainment hub to strictly gaming. In the process, it may have found the formula to win the next generation of console gaming. Let's process. The original Xbox One promised to be the only entertainment machine you needed. In fact, over half an hour of Microsoft's Xbox One reveal press conference was dedicated to showing off how the Xbox One could connect to your cable box and watch TV on it. You could use the Kinect to issue voice commands and hand movements to control the Xbox. Xbox, go home. I'll go on record in saying that I like the Kinect. I use it all the time, the voice commands, the hand movements, and I did connect my TV to it, my cable box to it, so that I could control my TV. But you know what? Gamers don't want to use their Xboxes to watch TV. They want to use their Xbox to play games. It also didn't help that the Xbox One was slightly less powerful than the PS4, and originally required an always-on connection to the internet to ensure your games weren't pirated. Basically a form of DRM, or Digital Rights Management. After massive backlash from the gaming community and the media, Microsoft dropped the always-on requirement, but unfortunately the damage was already done. Gamers felt betrayed, and Sony capitalized on that by making the PS4 much more consumer-friendly. Fortunately, that's not the end of the story. Xbox head Dan Matrick eventually left and was replaced by Phil Spencer. He got rid of the Kinect as a mandatory accessory and lowered the Xbox One's price by $100. He then proceeded to make more consumer-friendly decisions that I believe could put the Xbox Series X at a huge advantage compared to PS5. Let's start with backwards compatibility. At E3 2015, Microsoft announced that it would be bringing Xbox 360 games to the Xbox One. This meant that many games that players already owned will still be playable on their new Xbox One. Microsoft upped the ante at E3 2017 by porting original Xbox games. This is a massive advantage over Sony, which only offers PS2 and PS3 games on their game streaming service, PlayStation Now. I'm gonna talk about game streaming in a future video, so if you don't wanna miss it, subscribe, and, and yes, hit the bell icon so you don't miss anything. All right, let's continue. Microsoft announced that their next generation console, the Xbox Series X, will play all Xbox One games, as well as all the current backwards compatible Xbox 360 and original Xbox games. In contrast, it seems that while the PS5 will be able to play PS4 games, it doesn't seem likely it'll go past that. In addition, the Series X has a feature called Smart Delivery that optimizes the version of the game depending on which console you play it on. So for example, if you buy Halo Infinite on Xbox One and then later upgrade to the Series X, you'll automatically get the Series X version of the game without having to pay for it again. Buy once, play anywhere. Next is Xbox Game Pass. 
Microsoft launched the Game Pass in June of 2017. For those who don't know, Xbox Game Pass is essentially Netflix for games. You pay a monthly or yearly subscription and get access to a select library of games, including all of Microsoft's first party games. This means that when Microsoft releases the next Halo game, you'll be able to play it using Game Pass and not pay the full $60. One of the main criticisms that the Xbox One has had is that there aren't any games, or at least there aren't any compelling games, any compelling single player experiences to play on the console. Halo 5, Gears 5, and the State of Decay are good, but can't compete against the likes of Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, Spider-Man, Uncharted 4, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Bloodborne, not to mention upcoming games like Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us 2. However, Microsoft has recently acquired several developers to make exclusive games for the Xbox. This includes Ninja Theory, the developer behind Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice, Double Fine, the developer behind Psychonauts, and Obsidian, who made the well-received Outer Worlds. There are currently 15 studios under the Xbox Game Studios umbrella, and all of the games they make will most likely come to Game Pass on day one. As great as those PlayStation exclusives are, you still have to pay $60 for them. With the Game Pass, you just pay $10 a month and you get all the exclusives day one. That leads into the last major advantage Xbox has over PS5, Project xCloud. For those who don't know, Project xCloud is Microsoft's cloud gaming service that allows you to stream Xbox games from the cloud to your phone, tablet, or even PC. Other big tech companies have already rolled out their own game streaming service. Google has Stadia, Sony has PlayStation Now, Nvidia has GeForce Now. There's also a company called Shadow that even allows you to stream an entire computer to do whatever you want. Xbox's Phil Spencer has already stated that xCloud isn't meant to be a replacement for console or PC gaming, merely a complement. In his opinion, you can have a beast of a PC or an Xbox at home for local play, but then use xCloud when outside of the house. In fact, xCloud will allow Xbox owners to turn their own consoles into mini xCloud servers and stream their console to their phones. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Sony already has a game streaming service called PlayStation Now that allows you to play some PS2, PS3, and even PS4 games. However, it's been confirmed that Xbox Game Pass will be incorporated into xCloud. This is where Microsoft could potentially hit a home run. Imagine being able to take out your phone, your tablet, some beat up old computer, or even a Mac, and play Xbox games on them, including first party exclusives on day one. The Xbox Series X is already shaping up to be a beast of a console with powerful hardware, backwards compatibility with almost every Xbox game, Xbox Game Pass, and xCloud, is gonna be a formidable opponent when it comes to the next-gen console wars. So by now, I can already hear the Sony fanboys typing up all their rebuttals for why the PS5 is going to beat the Xbox Series X. Don't worry, I got you, because this is just processing, where we look at different aspects of the same topic. So I'm going to do a follow-up video that talks about the advantages that the PS5 has over the Xbox Series X. Don't worry, remember, subscribe. Subscribe so you don't forget. If you want to hear the audio version of this, I do have a podcast called The Black Techies Podcast. Basically, it's a podcast where we talk about gaming, technology, nerdy stuff, a whole bunch of stuff. So if you want to hear a bunch of black folks talk about all that stuff, you can subscribe using Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Spotify, Pocket Cast, basically we're everywhere. Anyways, if you like this video, please leave a like. If you didn't, go ahead and leave a dislike. If anything, at least comment down below and tell me what you liked about it. What you liked about the video and also what are you looking forward to most about the Xbox Series X? Until next time, don't just think about things, process them.